You subscribed, but are you a channel member? You probably should be. You get extra additional content, Madden gameplays, you get early access to tons of different videos, as well as, uh, as well as, what do we call those things again? Oh, that's right. Live membership only live streams. That's right. Only for members, only for you. You get all of our time and uh, not just football, Ant. Yeah, lots of other stuff as well. So go ahead and click the join button right now and join the 49ers Cutback Crew. Get some cool emojis also. Oh, yeah, that as well. Welcome to the 49ers War Room. Alex, I'm excited about this. We got two guys that are going to come in and have a lot of fun with. Uh, I can't wait for this. This is going to be so much fun. Oh, We're going to have a great conversation. War Room Episode 1 was great. We'll see if War Room Episode 2 can take it to a whole other level. Hey, I'm, I'm believing it can. And, and we got two guys who we've never had on the show before. Two That's gentlemen right. who have been doing this now for a little bit of time. And we're excited to have both of you gentlemen on. Cutback Crew, please welcome 49ers First Take Aaron and Bashar from 49ers Minded. Guys, how you doing? What's up? What's up? We're good, man. I'm doing good. Uh, thank you guys for having me on. I was going to say, I love the graphics that you guys put together. Um, I don't know who's doing it, Alex or Ant, but whoever's doing a great job, doing, is doing a great job. And, and that promo graphic of all of our faces on there, I felt like my picture was on, on like a poster for a wrestling upcoming WrestleMania event or something. And <laughs> Alex was my manager and, you know, I'm facing this guy with Ant being his manager. So let's do this. There you go. <laughs> Excited, man. Aaron, how you doing, man? Good. Uh, it's and I'll tell you, man. Production value and the way you present things is is all part of it. You guys do a really good job. That's uh, like he says. I feel like I'm part of like a WrestleMania trailer or something. I'm ready there to go, go out and face uh, I don't know, The Rock or something like that. <laughs> Let's go. Oh yeah, dig it, dig it indeed, yeah. and dig it indeed. And so listen, Aaron. Before we get started with any of this, before we get started with Warm, let everyone know where they can find you and where they can watch your stuff. 49ers first takes YouTube channel. Uh, been doing this for almost three years now. Uh, about. 4,300 subs, uh, a slow grind to say the least, but totally worth it. Uh, right now it's, it's a little slow for me cause it's pre-draft, but once it's post-draft and we have an idea what the Niners are doing, uh, I like to stream at least two times a week. Um, I do reaction videos. I do latest news. If I'm able to do it, you know, signings, uh, firings, hirings, whatever you want. I try to keep you guys as updated as possible. And, uh, I love to collaborate. Uh, Bashar, I've done that. I've done collaborations with Bashar before a couple of times. And yeah, it's just uh, 49ers First Takes on Twitter, 49ers First Takes on YouTube, 49ers First Takes on Instagram, uh, pretty much all the same thing across the board. So if you guys are interested, uh, come over to the channel, drop a subscribe, drop a like, and uh, welcome to First Takes family. There it is. There it is. And Bashar, let everyone know where they can find you and 49ers Minded. What's going on with that? Yeah. So 49er Minded YouTube channel, just 49er Minded. And uh, Instagram, same thing. Twitter, same thing. And there's a 49er Minded Facebook group as well. Um, I did, I'd never done a show by myself, actually. It's always a guest, been a great guest driven kind of show where we had the back and forth. And I'm always just in for the conversation. And it's just a whole lot of fun. And 
on the side, we recently ventured off and started doing um, a hip hop show called Chilling at the Spot, where I collab with them. Um, no, his name's Crypto Ryan, actually from No Border Sports Podcast or No BS, and he has a channel with Waruna where they talk Niner stuff. But every now and then we do Chilling at the Spot, either on my channel or on his channel. We just talk about hip hop. But in general, I'm always usually talking Niners. I plan on doing some mock draft shows um, pretty soon of my own, and. Um, my biggest guest I had along was Larry Krieger. I also had 49, former 49er Jamie Winborn. And in general, I love doing shows with all types of content creators. So love to have you guys on too, man. So I did, did plenty of good ones with them, Aaron. So oh, Awesome, man. Awesome, yeah, man. Sure. Dad, we definitely have to be looking into that. And uh, look, this is going to be a lot of fun for all of you here in chat. If this is your first time in the 49ers war room, well, buckle up, get ready, because what is going to be happening here is cut chat. First off, cutback crew, you're going to be voting on which of these two gentlemen, Aaron or Bashar, you want to start off as the general manager for this episode, making the first selection for the 49ers at 61, or, you know, if you guys are feeling really froggy, I, I guess maybe trading up as well and going after someone if you really love somebody. Everything's on the table. Everything is possible. But before the cutback crew can officially vote and make their selection, you guys got to let them know why why it's got to be you. Why you to start off this draft at pick 61? Aaron, watch the cutback crew go your direction. What, 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 do, you, what do you bring to the table here? <laughs> I'm not usually a self-promoter, but all I'll say is I am a diehard Niners fan going back over 30 years. I've uh, been through the, the ups, the downs, the ups and downs and ups again of the 49ers. Um, it's in my blood. I'm obsessed with it. I talk about it all the time. It's always something that I'm interested in. Um, I don't have like a lot of, I've never been to a game, guys. So uh, that's kind of like my my my, my biggest thing. I, I could say that I've never done um, but I just, my passion for the 49ers is unlimited. Uh, I, 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 like I said, I'm not a self-promoter. Uh, Bashar might get me on this one, but I just, I think I, I have a mind for what I think this team needs as far as moves that we need to make in the draft. I think, uh, this team is not very far away. Um, there's, you know, two, three, four moves we make in the draft that I think could really solidify this team. And I think I have an idea what those moves should be. So if you pick me, I'll try to do the best I can to fill those needs for you. There you go. Bashar, Bashar, what about yeah. you? But before you hold on, before you go and make your pitch, I got to let you know, someone from chat is already letting you know, he will throw your vote. He will throw the vote your way automatically if you're trading up for Trevor Penning. So just, just keep it in mind. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. So there's oh, a good chance I'm not your, getting it. Go make your pitch then. Go make your pitch, my guy. Why right, should the so, cutback crew select you? Yeah. There are Niner fan, been to plenty of games at uh, Candlestick and Levi's, but um, you know, wouldn't say that makes me any better or anything like that. But I, I played high school, I played O line in high school. Actually, I started out playing D line and I played O line. And I've always had a thing for the trenches. I'd like to build from the ground up, build from the trenches, kind of like the way Shanahan does. But but if I do see that flashy, you know, game changer type of player, you know, I may I may go for that guy. So we'll see, man. I'm I want these Niners to be a better team, and maybe I'm the one to do it. Who knows? All right, cutback crew. You've heard the pitches. We got two guys here, diehard fans, been doing it with the 49ers and for for a while now, for some time. These guys have guys have been uh, laying it down day one for the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, very compelling arguments from both. I think the the cutback crew is going to have a very hard decision to make. Ultimately, uh, whoever they choose is going to have a very big pick to make as well as 61 because there's a lot of options and hopefully the board plays out so it gives these guys. Some really good options for the 49ers. You know, I want the board to play out really well for the both of you, too, because I want to make it as difficult as possible for you guys to make said pick. So Ant's going to be throwing his guys out, right? Whoever the GM is going to be making a selection and the rest of us, whether it's Ant, myself, or whichever one of you is not the general manager, 
We'll be making a case one way or the other, maybe for just a position to look at. Maybe it's for a specific player to look at. And at the end of the day, it's going to come down to one of you two, whoever is the GM, to pull the trigger on said gentleman. Who is the person the San Francisco 49ers are going to be making their selection for? Listen, we have 43 of you here watching now. We only got 23 votes. I'm going to give you 30 more seconds, Cutback Crew. 30 more seconds to vote. If you don't know how to vote, hop into the live chat. Live chat right there at the bottom, right next to the like button, which you should have already hit, hopefully. Right between the like and the subscribe button, which hopefully you've also hit as well, and that notification bell, because then you can vote. Vote on this. Who do you want as the GM? You got 15 more seconds, TCC. And right now, Bashar is running away with the vote at the moment. <laughs> running away with that at 67%. So, Bashar. Hey, Aaron's a happy camper. Let's just, let's just say that. <laughs> you get ready, my guy, because it looks like as of this moment in time, you are going to be making the selection for the 49ers at pick 61. The poll is officially closed, TCC. And just like that with 68%, Bashar. You will be the gentleman. Ooh, you nice. will be the, the, the gentleman. pressure's manager. on my shoulders. I'm up for the challenge. Let's do this. Hey, it, it is on you, my guy, but it's going to be on you here for this. So we're going to start this mock draft. We are using PFF this time, TCC. Last time around, we used PFN. Uh, and look, we want to mix this thing up and potentially bring some different people into the fold. Bring some different options for all of us to be looking at, considering, and things of that nature. So we're going to let this thing roll. We're going to let this thing get back Ooh, you down. You have it on fast this time. I do have it on fast. I wanted to be able whoa, to go, but whoa, let's take fun. a look at some of the guys who have gone already. And so you got Kyle Hamilton there. It goes at two. Uh, look at this here. Oh, Derek Sauce at five. Sauce at five. Derek Stingley there at seven. Uh, Garrett Wilson. Oh, man. For London. Wow. Okay. Run on wide receivers. Wilson at there 11. Drake London there at 12. Trent McDuffie there at 13. Uh, interesting situations here. Uh, let's see what else happens. Let's see what else we get going on here. Okay. They're at pick. Let's see what pick uh, 38. Let's see what pick. Uh, I'm going to let this roll a little bit here. We'll let this get down into the almost 50s here before. And for the record, I've been up. using PFF mock draft as, as of late. Not that I remember all the names of the guys I picked, but right. I'm comfortable with oh, this format. So. Fair enough. Nice. I like that. Matt Corral there at 46 to the and Vikings. There goes Evacetti. Oh. At 41. Uh, Evacetti. Gordon goes at 42. Uh, as you can see. David Ajabu at 33. Wow. So they're taking the guy. They're going to rest him an entire year. Well, it's the Jaguars. Never mind. And, un and unfortunately <laughs> wait, for our wait, boy, you Mr. Wait, Trent Baalke took an injured player? I'm stunned. Ant. I'm absolutely stunned <laughs> that Trent Baalke. PFF has Trent Baalke nailed. They know yeah, exactly what go. he likes to do. Wow. Uh, <laughs> we, we all want to kick Trent Baalke's ass because of that, um, what, that <laughs> Christian Kirk signing. It's fair, my guy. 27, the Bucks took Trevor Petting. So, Mr. Corey, unfortunately, your man is gone. He is gone. Boy Mafi there at 32, Ant. Very interesting. I, think that's a solid pick. I, I like that too. I like that pick for them there. Let's see here what ends up happening the rest of the way and who is available. So Quay Walker was the last selection uh, right before Nicholas Petit Friere, uh, Darian Kennard, Cameron Thomas, DeMarvin Leal, Christian Harris, Chad Muma. So don't tell me guys, Christian Watson's available guys. Cause I, I might be a fanboy and go and go, go up and get him. Hey, listen, I, I, I completely get it if that's the case, but let's take a look at best available players. So hold on first and foremost, Bashar. Mr. GM, we got some trade opportunities here. We have some trade options on the table that we need to look at and let you see what they are. The Denver Broncos want to trade up from 64 to 61. You have the Jacksonville Jaguars that want to trade up from 65. You have the Houston Texans that want to trade up from 68 and the Dallas Cowboys that want to trade up from 88. Do you want to move back at all or would you rather look at players first? Just keep in mind that, that when I'm looking at my screen, that the whole part with the trade options is a little blurry. So just kind of clue no me on, then on which trade option might be the best one because it doesn't well, I, really. I, let's let's look at players first, right? Let's, right, let's look at players. Fun. So here's best available. You have Nick Benito at the top. 
You have uh, the, the edge rusher out of Oklahoma. You have Brian uh, Asamoah out of Oklahoma. You have Kingsley Anagbury from South Carolina, the edge rusher. Tackle Abraham Lucas out of Washington State. Linebacker Troy Anderson. Uh, wide receiver Jalen Tolbert out of South Alabama. Linebacker Brandon Smith out of Penn State. Uh, the tight end, Trey McBride out of Colorado State. And safety, Kirby Joseph. Those are kind of your top seven or eight guys right there that are available. Um, Ant, looking at this list, is there a guy or a gentleman that you want to make a pitch to right now for Bashar at pick 61? Well, the first thing I see is out of the guys that are available, the the, the, the top two guys on my board would be the two edge rushers, Nick Benito from Oklahoma, Kingsley um, from South Carolina. And I think Nick Benito, as far as the speed rush guy, would be an absolute bang-up draft pick because he could come off the edge in you know key situations as a specific edge rusher um d ford's role especially uh opposite of nick bosa i think he would be very nice in that role uh so he would be the first one that i would lean to at 61 um, but then kingsley after that if you're wanting a guy that's gonna eventually develop into a more you know base guy uh he could do that other than that i see you know the two linebackers i don't think we're gonna draft a linebacker right now uh, that doesn't make sense for the 49ers that pick 61 because they want somebody that's going to impact their team right now. Fair. Aaron, is there, is there a guy or a position that you're looking at right now that you, you really like or maybe want to see a little bit more from? I, I agree with him on Nick Benito. Um, edge is huge for us. We need uh, a bookend for Bosa. And the fact that he's a speed rusher, who more of a situational pass rusher than, say, a base end. A base end is fine, mm-hmm. but I think we have a pretty good... I think our depth is pretty good along as far as like base players on defense. So I would love to have a player that could really come in on second and long and third down and uh, provide that help for Bosa. Cause I feel like what D Ford did in 2019 to unlock 2019, to unlock the pass rush. We could have somebody even closer, similar than, than to that. Who's younger and more healthy. Uh, it, it really, it, I mean, the Niners defensive line during the early part of 2019 was just, they were unblockable. So if I had to really make a case for somebody, I would go with Nick Benito, no doubt. Yeah, he's going to say that. Now, Bashar, you, you had mentioned wide receiver. Go ahead. What were you about to say? I did mention wide receiver only because I'm a, I'm a big – now, as much as I want to edge with our first pick because I do think it's very important, I'm also that Christian Watson fanboy. Keep in mind, I wasn't a, a Johnny come lately with him. I was actually bringing him up way back in, like, um, September and October to some of my 49er buddies. So <laughs> I've always been high on the guy. But, um, I, you know, and, and another thing as far as the edge rushers go, I was, I was just about to ask Ant for you. I have a Benito and the other guy whose name escapes in Nagabari. There you go. Um, I was going to say, Hey, who's more of the speed rusher? Cause I've actually watched both, but a lot of it's been a blur to me with the pass rushers. I'll be honest, but I would rather go with the guy who is more of the speed rusher case in point, Nick Benito. But I think um, by the looks of it, it looks like uh, maybe Watson was taken. Uh, it looks like Christian Watson was taken. I'm trying to find out exactly where, but I hey, don't know. There it is. Pick, pick 49 to the Saints is where he went. But oh, here's the 49. thing. <laughs> Here, here's, here's the thing. He did go 49, which is ironically <laughs> enough, you know, the San Francisco 49. I'm just saying. That's, that's pretty ironic. But look, I, I'm going to play on your your these inhibitions, uh, Bashar. I, I'm not going to go edge rusher. I'm not going to go with the two gentlemen over here. You huh. said wide receiver. You you. I understand what you're thinking, right? It's the same thought process that Ant had. You either want to get after, and Aaron both, you either want to get after said quarterback of the opposing team, or you want to help our quarterback, right? It's one of those two things. That's what it feels like pick 61 is. And guess what? You can do that in a huge way with a huge wide receiver who I've dubbed as Drake London Light in Alec Pierce. 6'3", extremely athletic, ridiculously fast, can take the top off the defense 100% of the way. I do. I love Benito. And I absolutely love 
Okay, love Kingsley and Ogbury as well out of South Carolina. Those are two great options there. But with both guys available, we can let a few picks roll. And if Aaron wants to get really aggressive, try and trade back up here and grab one of those two gentlemen. We could still potentially do that. I don't know if you can do that with Alec Pierce. You, but you don't have to. You could come up later and get John Mechie. You might be able to get John Mechie, but he don't have that kind of size, Ant. He doesn't have that same kind of size and speed. Yeah, but to Alec take the Pierce top don't off have that defense. kind of wiggle either. How about Romeo Dobbs? Dobbs. What, what's your guys' Ooh. opinion on him? I don't dislike Romeo Dobbs. Ro Romeo Dobbs is a good player. I mean, he really is. I think he's somebody that if you drafted an edge rusher right now, will be potentially available at 93. You could draft okay. him there. That's what he's I was. Got... That's what I kind of had in mind. Yeah, oh, so okay. there you go. So, I mean, that's the thing that Alex, the GM, is kind of going me and Aaron's way on this. Uh, I, you know what? I, listen, listen. as much as I, I, I absolutely just don't want this because I really want Alec Pierce, like, of everything <laughs> that I could possibly get right now because very rarely do you see him available in these spots. I cannot knock GM Bashar here if he decides to go with Benito. I just or want Kingsley help for Bosa. I just want more speed on the other edge and opposite side for Bosa, you know, just help I, him out. I, Hey, I get it, man. So which which guy are you thinking? Are you thinking Benito, who is, I would say, of the two of them, that would be the more premier type of edge rusher. Ant yeah. and Aaron, would you agree with that between the two of them? Oh, yeah. I'm saying Benito. Benito, for sure. Benito, yeah. I would go Benito. Benito Applebaum, if you know that reference. The speed on the first step. <laughs> Inaugury could eventually get there, but right now, Benito is that guy. Uh, there it is. So Bashar, GM Bashar has made the selection, TCC. It is Nick Benito. It is the man, Benito the gentleman. Bum, you got to put me on. That's right, out of Oklahoma. So there is pick sixty-one off the board. And guys, let me get to, let me get over to the board itself so you can actually see uh, some other gentlemen who were just selected and just drafted. You had Perry and Winfrey go after that. Kingsley and Ogbury went at sixty-three. Trey McBride went there at sixty-four. Uh, you've had Troy Anderson, Brandon Smith, Daniel Falele, Brian uh, Asamoa, Martin Emerson, Jameer Slayer, Calvin Austin third, and Abraham Lucas. So we're getting close to pick 75 we're not picking again to 93 aaron you are now the general manager officially at this point do you want to try and trade up or would you like to keep ourselves right where we're at at 93 and see what happens do the trades involve only this year's this year's draft picks nope no nope. general manager you can do as much as you want well i feel like the niners have a little bit of an access of uh not access, but uh, they have uh, some of the compensatory picks. i would love to trade back up and maybe go after a safety here I think safety Ooh. is a sneaky need. Well, it is. It's actually a real need, not a sneaky need, uh, okay. because they haven't resigned Tart, and they have a guy coming over from the Colts in what is his last name? Odom. True. Uh, yeah, uh, who's more or less a special teams player who's had some starts. That doesn't really give me a lot of confidence. As much as I like a Funga uh, playing close to the line of scrimmage, I think he's a liability in coverage. So, man, if we could somehow move up and get a safety. Uh, and really solidify the secondary because now we already have Javarius Ward and now a safety and then an edge rusher. Dude, the defense could really transform next year if we could get a safety that can make some plays in the secondary. So if I could trade up, that's what it would be for. Fair enough. Fair and, enough. And what safeties are available? Uh, that that I, I won't know until we can actually get to that spot. Okay. So I know we had Kirby, uh, Kirby uh, I think it was Kirby Joseph that was still available. The guy, the gentleman that of Illinois as well. Okay. The name is escaping me. So there are some names definitely there and available that we could trade up for. Uh, the question is, is how far do we want to come up? Uh, we could try and come up to 75. The Broncos are sitting there. Um, they need a corner. Um, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that would be their first pick. So they may not be going or wanting to trade that away at this point in time. Um, but we also could go after maybe around that 80 mark, Ant. What do you think? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's wherever Aaron feels comfortable coming up to. You know, the the closer you are to eighty, um, the less you know less draft capital you're gonna have to give up. But he's right, eleven potential picks next year with the compensatories that we have so far. Uh, you do have some capital to play with. So where where are you comfortable with Aaron? Are you comfortable 79, 80, 81, 82, 83? Where are you feeling? What are you feeling? Uh, we'd go. I'd say go to pick 79. The year I was pick born. 79. Let's go with that. There we go. I like it. And he wants to go right to the You're year. Aging born. yourself, Aaron. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 42 years okay. old, baby. <laughs> so uh, what other picks do we want to give up? Do you want to give up 93 to come up? I'm assuming 93 and uh let's see here. Do we want to go 93 and 172 and something else? I'd say uh, pick 93, uh, maybe a next year's fourth, possibly, if we have a, I, I'm, it, it's, it's hard to say. I don't, I don't know. Uh, we, have, we have a fourth. We have a fourth. And what's, a, what's another pick you think we should throw in here to make this sweeten this thing up a little bit? Um, I think you're going to have to give them a, a pretty good amount. So if you're going to give a next year's fourth, that's worth a fifth in your, your value chart. You're probably going to have to give up something this year. Uh, potentially, like you said, 172 would make sense. You probably need to throw one of those six-round compensatory picks. Um, it, so, I mean, the thing is, is you have to determine what you want to give. But I think those six-round compensatory picks, having two right there, one of those would be the most likely to give up. Okay. But it's probably going to take at least a couple, probably three picks to move up. So if that is the case there, if it's going to take three to come up there, uh, let's let's go with what you originally said here, Aaron. Let's go with pick 93, pick one. We'll go 172. We'll add that in. And uh, the, the fourth rounder, the fourth rounder next year, you, you feel okay. good with that, GM Aaron? I think so. All right, let's offer that trade up. Let's see what ends up happening. <laughs> the trade has been offered, and the trade has been accepted. So the San Francisco wow. 49ers have moved up to pick 79 from 93. You only gave up 172 and a fourth rounder next year to come up into the top top 100 again, and even further ahead into the top 100. So you gave up two fourth round picks, and you were able to move up. Beautiful, absolutely nice. beautiful. Um, all right, so let's see uh, what ends up happening here. We'll let this thing roll a little bit. We had uh, another wide receiver go, an edge go, a wide receiver, and Alec Pierce that went, a linebacker. Uh, you have the Browns there who took a guard, Cole Strange. So now we're sitting in a position where Kirby Joseph was one of the best available players the last time through, and he is still going to be available here at this spot. And let me pull up these available players for you, GM Aaron, so you can see. So you have Kirby Joseph sitting there at the 65-ranked player sitting there available for us at 79. You have Nick Cross out of Maryland sitting at 90, Brian Cook out of Cincinnati. So if you want to go safety, these are your options. Bashar, is there a name here in the safety position that you like, or do you want to make a pitch for a potentially another player, maybe even a best available player? And if I pull that up right now, you still have Justin Ross, Dylan Parham, Carson Strong, uh, Darian Beavers, Kellen Dyche, Damian Peace and Pierce and Khalil Shakur uh, out of Boise State. Okay, so let me get this straight. I'm, I'm, because I know you had him involved. Am I making the pick right now, or is he making? the No, pick? no, no. Aaron, Aaron is making the pick. But is okay. there a, a position or a guy that you want to make a pitch for? Uh, at this point in time, I mean, I mean, honestly, I saw Kirby Joseph a whole lot on my mock drafts. Um, Same. And he looks like he might be a difference maker for us. So uh, I, I'll be okay for with us getting him. You know, I mean, I don't really see anybody on this list right now that that pretty much stands out so i've seen these names before but nobody really stands out on on my end where i'm like oh hey let's get this guy instead i mean kirby joseph is somebody who i did have in mind actually at one point so i'd be for it yeah i mean looking at it looking at it he's talking about getting a safety i would argue maybe against getting a safety because i'm about getting impact players uh, in this position i'm not sure that 
that Kirby Joseph would come in and start over the guys we currently have on the roster, Fair. not to mention potentially Jaquiski Tar coming back. But I get the allure of, of going and getting a safety. Um, I would I see Dylan Parham on there, and even then I would scale back, maybe getting an interior offensive lineman because of that. We did not address wide receiver with our first pick. Um, this would have been where I would have went wide receiver. We saw some good ones come off the board with Mechie uh, and Alec Pierce just come off. Um, so now you've got Khalil Shakir that's possibly right there, a receiver that you know could, could make an impact. And with the way that the rankings are going right now, potentially somebody, him or Dabs, won't be available at 105. There are guys farther down the list that you could go with, potentially a Gray from SMU or Reggie Roberson, but I'm about getting impact players. It doesn't mean I'm opposed to taking a safety. I just wonder if you can't just get Nick Cross at 105 or you know one of the other safeties if you need to go safety. Look, I, I understand it 100% what you're saying, and, and there are some really good there are some right. really good safety names uh, coming up. There there are some guys here that that I really like. Uh, Nick Cross out of Maryland, there if he fell to 105, would be an absolute steal for us at this Agreed. spot. There, Kirby Joseph is is a solid. I mean, it is a great pick here. What do you guys the, see? I'm curious between Kirby Joseph and Nick Cross, do you see much of a difference in talent levels? I know. PFF has them ranked a bit one a bit higher I, than the other. I, mean. I don't I don't have them necessarily like them being significantly different. Um, here's the thing: Kirk, Kirby Joseph shows a lot of positive traits. Uh, Illinois secondary players, uh, there there are a handful of teams in college where their secondary players stand out on tape. Kirby Joseph, Illinois Illinois secondary players stand out. Syracuse secondary players stand out. Washington secondary players stand out. And for whatever reason, and Oregon secondary players yeah. tend to stand out on film when you watch them in terms of fit in the 49ers scheme. The only question I have, though, and the only concern I have is, is is he better than current guys on our roster? That's it. I, I like everything there. I think there's a lot of potential there, but it might be developmental. It might need a year in order to be at a spot where you're like, hey, this guy's ready to step in and be the dude for this team. Whereas some of these other gentlemen and some of these other guys on this list, uh, Dylan Parham could potentially come in and push. Uh, Khalil Shakir can definitely come in and immediately take an uptick in the wide receiver room, uh, as well as a few other gentlemen. But look... Uh, I, it, this is tough here. This is really, really tough because as as a guy who loves his wide receivers, I love Khalil Shakir here at 80. There's also a chance that you could be able to get a guy like David Bell at 105 potentially who absolutely love his film and his run after the catchability and playmaking ability with the ball in his hand over the middle of the field, uh, something that Kyle Shanahan will be salivating over um, at that 105 spot. So I don't know if there's necessarily a wrong way to go here. You were aggressive, Mr. GM. You wanted to come up for the safety. The, one of the best available guys that was on the board at at 60, uh, 61 when we picked is still here and available. What are you thinking? <laughs> you guys may have actually talked me off of uh, going that safety at this spot. I actually think guard would actually be a better a better Ooh. choice. Because if, it, if he's going to be a player that's going to sit or if he's going to be a player that's kind of just like the other guys and has to work into the role, the Niners need... Uh, someone on the offensive line like yesterday. So, <laughs> I mean, with... Um, you don't trust Aaron Banks or McKinney? Hell no. I don't trust any of those guys after Trent Williams. Um, <laughs> you know, with the loss of uh, Lakin Tomlinson and with the uncertainty of Jalen Moore and Aaron Banks, I think going guard and, and maybe having him at guard, maybe moving him to center, maybe after, you know, Alex Mack retires, if that's a possibility... I think I've been talked off of the safety ledge and I've actually been, I've jumped onto the, the Dylan Parm, um, uh, train. Here? Yeah. Yeah. 
Hey, this isn't a, this isn't a bad selection. Does anyone no. want to talk him off the train? Is the question. I, I wanted to say this is off topic, but doesn't Aaron's background remind you of Re- Revenge of the Sith? <laughs> there you go. It's a little bit of red. That that red that red's deep. So those, deep red. those lightsabers in the corner, right? Hey, that that too. I forgot about the lightsabers. You're not wrong there, Bashar. You're not wrong there, Bashar. And do you want to talk him down off the Dylan Parham ledge? No, I, I mean I I think that when it comes down to it, you're looking for an impact player. I know Ken Martin in our chat is saying that he believes Parham could start. The one thing about drafting an interior offensive lineman, the 49ers have done it once in the Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch regime, and that was Aaron Banks last year. They normally draft offensive tackles and then use them on the inside. Dylan Parham is an excellent guy, excellent player. In fact, I draft him a lot when I do my mock drafts because I do think he's a nice fit for the 49ers. So I understand it. Safety, guard, uh, the switch. You're looking to get players that can help Trey Lance ultimately. So if you believe that Dylan Parham can start uh, day one as an offensive guard for your team, I don't think you think twice about it and you make the move. If you believe he's developmental, then you have a little bit more of a conversation. But if if GM Aaron believes that he's going to start day one, then yeah, it's a bang-up selection. And I'm not going to talk him down off this ledge either because this is a guy that I always target in these spots. Yeah. Uh, Dylan Parham, if he's anywhere in that 70, 80 range when I'm looking at drafts, especially on PFF where I know that's where they've put his value at, I'm trying to find a way to make sure I can walk away with him. And if he slides any further than that, it's not even a hesitation when we get to this spot. So the real only real question left, GM Aaron, is this the guy? Is it Dylan Parham here at seven? Dylan Parham is the dude. Let's do it. it. Is. I absolutely love right, it. Trenches, baby. We got our we got ourselves an interior offensive lineman. And, uh, and is he a guy I, that I blocks well it. in space? Because I always look at their profiles to see if they're either a Mahler guy or a space guy. Like he's a he's a scheme fit. So I mean he fits what the 49ers want to do. He's gonna be able to you know, play the inside in the outside zone. Plus he's going to be able to pull in the gap scheme. Um, so he, he's a, he's a really nice selection, a very, very That's talented good. player. Um, so yeah, he would be a very nice selection. Uh, the competition in the interior just got ramped up a big way by, you know, GM Aaron selecting uh, Dylan Parham. Not wrong there. Uh, and, you, and, you were and, not wrong. Oh, there. Go ahead, Aaron. I, what my think of thought is too, is if he actually starts day one, you could possibly have, Dylan Moore go to right tackle if Mike McGlinchey isn't ready because uh, Mike McGlinchey's looking like he weighs about as much as I do, but I'm about, let's see, I'm 6'3". He looks like he's about 6'7". So I'm 260 fat, like I'm out of shape, <laughs> but he's my weight, but like gazillion inches more. So almost 6'8". Yeah, dude's almost 6'8", and he's looking skinny. So hell, you move Jalen Moore over to right right tackle. You have, you know, Aaron Bakes, the left guard. You have... uh Mac at center, and then you have uh, the new draft pick at the right guard. I think you solidify the offensive line. Well, and potentially, I mean, if Daniel Brunskill signs his tender, if Mike McGlinchey is not ready to go, it could actually be Daniel Brunskill right tackle. Uh-huh. He could compete as well with uh, with Mr. Uh, uh, Jalen Moore. Moore yeah. Jalen Moore needs to beat him out. I am not a Brunskill guy at well, all. I liked does. Moore when he played tackle. He looked pretty good in my opinion. Yeah, here's the here's the issue with Jalen Moore. Jalen Moore is a very good pass blocker. Extremely the problem good. is the reason that he got started over um, by the players that start by Colton McKivitz was he wasn't good in the run game yet. He's still developing the run game part of it. Kyle Shanahan, run game first co- coach. Right. Um, so that's his problem. Is he improves it during the offseason? He could slide in there, you know, no problem. He's going to be one of those guys to keep an eye on. It's just how far has he gotten along with that? Great. Right. Apparently in the chat, I just made somebody break their TV. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I was going to say there's a lot of funny Aaron. stuff going on in the chat. I barely Poor been Joseph. paying attention to it, but when I do. Sorry. Oh, that's Joey Mahoney. What's up, Mahoney? I see him. Yeah. I saw Waruna in there. I saw Ryan, um, Crypto Ryan for No Border Sports. Jeez. So. Oh, oh, you guys. Yeah. Saw Kelts. I hope the TV wasn't expensive. 
Uh, hopefully not either. Hopefully not either, guys. But look, let's let this thing roll a little bit. Greg Dulcich just went to the New York Football Giants. That's actually a great selection for them, seeing as they moved on from Evan Ingram. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess so. Uh, that's a good selection. <laughs> they are switching coaches, so I'm not sure Dulcich is going to fit what they're going to try to do there. But okay, go for it. It is what it is. We're off to pick 105, gentlemen. The wonderful selection of 105. And unfortunately... Some wide receivers did go off the board. So let's roll through some of those wideouts that went off the board. I was board. definitely thinking first about receiver this round too, guys. First and foremost, James Cook went at 96 to the Broncos. It's a great selection from them there. Khalil Shakir went to the Kansas City Chiefs there at 94. Great selection. The the uh, Tennessee Titans went and grabbed David Bell at 90. So really got aggressive and went after a wide receiver. Wandale Robinson at 84 and as well. So there are going to be some options. There are going to be some guys here. And I know I just heard you, GM Bashar. I just heard you. Wide receiver is what you want to look at. So let's pull up the wide receiver options and let's see if there's anything that would I make sense Romeo's here at 105. On uh, so first and foremost, you have uh, Josh Romeo Johnson to... from Tulsa sitting there. Kyle Phillips as well. Kevin Austin Jr. at Notre Dame. Uh, JV on Halle, Bo Melton, Tyquan Thornton, Reggie Roberson, Danny Gray. Um, and, or even Aaron, do any of these names that you like here at 105 or does this all feel like maybe you're reaching on a wide receiver here? I mean, is is wide receiver as big as big a need as say like safety or slot corner? I don't think so. You could, you could argue bigger, not maybe not than slot corner, but then wide the wide receiver could be bigger than safety. Where safety, you have all the depth right now of NFL, right. NFL caliber players. True. Where at wide receiver, you have three because you don't actually have Jawan Jennings under contract. We know that's a formality. He'll eventually be there, but then there's four, and then a bunch of guys. I know that they're signing to fill out their ninety man. But how many right. of those guys are going to make the roster? Are we counting on Keyshawn Johnson to be one of those guys? Or uh, who, who was the gentleman that signed today? It, uh, Malik Turner? Marcus, yeah. There was Mar Marcus Johnson and uh, yeah, Malik Turner. Malik Turner. Yeah. bodies, right? I mean, it, it may be. It, there could be something there, right? We, That's what Rohan I mean, said. He said we, they were camp bodies. <laughs> we, hear, we hear on the podcast when, when the signing of Trent Sherfield came through last year, it felt yeah. like a potential camp body or a guy that was going to contribute on special teams, and he got into the system here and he had himself a nice training camp. But Yeah, but sure, I'm actually going to pitch to you going nickel corner right now with Marcus Jones oh, out of the University of Houston. The guy would absolutely be able to step in day one and start in the nickel, and you would fill one of those holes um, that we know exists. I know it's not the safety that we've been talking about, but he would absolutely fill this role. He could step in day one and help the transition from K1 Williams uh, because right now that is a definite hole for the Niners. Yeah, and, and I'll say this right now. Usually when I do these mock drafts, um, are we, what, 10 players deep on that list, list right now? I don't really go deeper than that, you know, if I, there's a position of a player that I want because uh, for me it's like, best player available and then i'll throw in a, a little need in there too and marcus jones is one of the guys i was looking at i was looking at zach tom too we, we did already address some o-line earlier i see those other guys but uh, nickel corner and obviously that's very important you know when we have these um i keep forgetting the guy's name because he's so terrible josh norman we have horrible guys like josh norman i think we re-signed him right we brought him back i don't know what we're doing no we're just, i don't think they oh, brought no, back, back him no, and they didn't bring back though him and kirkpatrick are long gone i think yeah, yeah, Kirk Patrick Nick, is Newman, Nick Newman can sleep well tonight. Nick Newman can sleep well yeah. knowing that uh, Drake Kirkpatrick and Josh Norman oh. are nowhere near the same. <laughs> was it Kirkpatrick the one that the, the, the guy rocked in that um, Cardinals game by that right Yes, guy? yeah, he was. Oh, oh, that was so bad. Look, was... look in these situations, and I usually like to be contradictory. I I usually want to make the t the tough choice. For me, I can't make this yeah. tough choice. You can't make a, a better pitch and a better argument than to address not only a need but a guy who completely fits the scheme. Yeah is going to be phenomenal in the slot for the San Francisco 49ers and probably could start 
right now, day one in that spot. He's at least going to make it difficult. He's going to make training camp fun to watch at that position. And I don't know what no, what number pick are we at right now? Like the exact the number of the pick. 105. 105. Uh, 105. Okay. And with the next pick, do you guys think Danny Gray is going to be available? Not that I'd reach for him now, but I'm just curious. He would be. Oh, Danny Gray is one of the guys I had in mind because I love his right after the catch ability. My friend Joey was telling me about him a while back, and, and I watched a lot of his film, and I, was, I liked what I saw. Danny Gray is my draft crush at wide receiver. Now, I like John Mechie, but Danny Gray has been my guy since the first time I saw SMU film because I was really high on Reggie Roberson last year. I, mean, I heard a lot about Reggie Roberson, too. I hear he was pretty good in the same school. He's good. Mm-hmm. He's going to be a nice late round. He got, he got picked somebody. already, though, right? No. Not yet. He's on the board okay. also. Yeah, I, I'm definitely taking Marcus Jones with this pick, though. I mean, I, I'd never reach for a receiver at where we're at right now with those players on the board. I wouldn't do that. And I know how big of a need that the corner is and – and I was looking at this guy a few times on my mock. So, yeah, that's, a, that's is, definitely that's a pretty good bold right selection from GM Bashar. No, GM Bashar, that, that is a that is a wonderful selection. The TCC in the chat right now is basically was basically spamming no brainer. They were basically spamming <laughs> no brainer. You yeah. make this move right. Here, Nobody will break their the TV on this pick. No, no, no one's ever at the TV on this pick. But in all honesty, uh, I, I wouldn't have broken my TV personally on the last one there. Uh, a big fan of Dylan Parham. A uh, huge fan of Dylan Parham, in fact. So look, after uh, after that wonderful selection there by a GM Bashar Ant, we had a nice little run there, I believe, if I can, if I can actually get this thing to show up there. Uh, a nice little run on a variety of guys. D'Angelo Malone goes. Donovan West has gone as well. Good players, yeah. Absolutely wonderful players. We're picking at 134. We're going to let this thing roll a little bit. Let it get a little bit closer and see where we're at. So we're going to be on the clock here. But let's take a look. Haskell Garrett has gone uh, as well as Matt Waletsko. Rashad White, halfback out of Arizona State. Very good pick. Sam Williams there. Uh, edge rusher out of Mississippi. Cam Jorgens. A guy that we are, but you went Dylan Parham earlier, so going interior offensive line twice, maybe not, you know, the best move. And we had a three-pick stretch of tight ends at 121, 122, and 123 with Jalen Weidermeyer, Jelani Woods, and Jeremy Ruckert. So three of those gentlemen gone as well. We probably did a really good thing here because after we took cornerback, there was a run on corners. There were four cornerbacks selected uh, after. From 105 to 134, so there's a good chance if you didn't get Marcus Jones there, you weren't going to get one of the best available corners coming back around there at 134. So, Bashar, an extra home run on top of the yeah. already wonderful selection that was Marcus Jones. But now the pressure churns, and it shifts a little bit here, Aaron. Back to you, good sir, and back to you with with what are you uh, with with options here and availability. We pick now at 134. We didn't. We don't have the pick 172 uh, selection. We we traded that away to move up. So we're not picking again until 187. What position are you thinking you want to want to take a look at here? I think wide receiver would definitely be a smart position to go after. Uh, only because, like you said, there's three players. We have those two guys plus Ray Ray. Um, so, you know, someone who could contribute, uh, maybe not, you know, as a starter, but as a, a good depth piece, I would think wide receiver would be probably your best route. Fair. Fair. And then, um, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was okay, going to so, say, uh, oh, <laughs> go, go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say, there's a lot of options here. So there's a lot, scroll through it a little bit, but, but go ahead, Aaron, continue on. My thing is, uh, Kyle loves his big slot, and I'm definitely a fan of bigger receivers in the slot. If you're, if that's where you're going to go, I like, that's why I was a big fan of Juwan Jennings this last season, even though he's really slow. Um, and he doesn't really have a lot of after the catch, uh, speed. Yeah. That would be an he interesting move. He does. He, uh, my whole thing too. Um, and then, you know, Kyle loves guys that are great route runners that can, you know, make moves after the catch, you know, people with a little wiggle. So it's kind of a, it's kind of a tough 
tough pick for me. Either do you go the big slot or you go to a guy that can actually maybe take the top off the defense. There, Bashar, is there a receiver here that you're, you're loving? That you're loving? And well, you I mentioned Danny Gray earlier. Is, is, is Roberson available too? They yes. both are, yeah. No, they both are. And see, the other guys, uh, they I see them ranked a bit higher according to PFF. I'm just not as familiar with those guys. I'll be honest. I heard, read, heard a little bit about Kyle Phillips. But if you guys want to want to pitch in and sell me on these other guys who are ranked higher according to PFF, go right ahead. Because I, I do love, I, I mean, for what I saw in Danny Gray, I just loved his run after the catch ability. He just looked really explosive. So, and I didn't watch Roberson as much, but if you guys can try to pitch me on somebody, uh, I'm all ears, you know. Yeah, I think that for, for me, the number one guy would be Danny Gray. I like what Danny Gray does after the catch. He's a really, you know, really sophisticated route runner. He's got a little bit of work to do on it, getting in and out of his break, but I think that's something he's going to continue to get better on. Um, he's just got to create a little bit more separation, but he was doing a great job at SMU. And also he won on contested catches. So, you know, balls that got in the air that were around him, he would come up with them. That, that was something great. But I see a lot of potential in him, and I think that he would fit really nice in Kyle Shanahan's system especially in the way that he's going to be used because of the guys they already have. The only problem with that is the one thing we do, well, he does have four, three speed, but the one thing it's we true. do know is that Kyle does want a taller wide receiver. So I'm going to, I'm going to play a little contrarian here, even though I want Danny Gray, I'm going to throw someone else out there for you guys to have to think about. And that's Tyquan Thornton because he runs a four, two, three at six foot two, oh, wow. you know, 180 pounds from Baylor. And the reason I want to throw that out there is I want this conversation to be had. I want to make it clear. I would go with Danny Gray, but, when you see those measurables in size and what we've been talking about with the 49ers potentially being interested in Christian Watson, here is Christian Watson, the light version, the Diet Coke, just one calorie. This is that guy. <laughs> yeah, but the, you, see, you left Christian out the Watson, last yeah. part of that, Ant, which is just one calorie, not even enough, because despite the fact that the man is six foot two, yeah. he's got four two speed, which is all great. His route tree is small. Talk about a not great route runner. This guy doesn't do a whole lot other than verticals and slants. That's that's what you're getting out that's of this gentleman. Do. Now, listen, that's fine. You were right, Ant. But you could go after a guy in Danny Gray who's got 4-3 speed. Close. Not, not the same. Doesn't have the size, but is a better route runner. Or you could go with the guy that I'm actually going to pitch you on here. Oh. And that's Kyle Phillips. The okay. guy who has Kyle Shanahan written all over him. He is on the shorter side. He doesn't have the size that you were talking about. But he's got 4-5 speed. Something that Debo Samuel had coming out of the draft. So it's fast enough. It's not burner speed, but it's fast enough. But you know what you don't have to worry about with Kyle Phillips? route running kyle phillips has the entire package in terms of route running release getting off the ball getting open in space sits down in zone smart wide receiver um definitely a better talent than a guy like trent taylor who came out and i know the niners have shifted away from smaller wide receivers but that's because they haven't found a guy like kyle phillips since they've had trent taylor in san francisco kyle phillips is a significantly better version of what trent taylor was and we all saw how well him and jimmy garoppolo connected when he was healthy very early on in his career in san francisco Kyle Phillips would help take this offense and uptick it to the next level, give Trey Lance a security blanket underneath, a guy that he can always know, always know, I can turn, find, rely on this guy, get him the ball in space, and he's going to make plays, run after the catchability is there. Uh, he's just not the top-end burner, but he's always going to be open. It's funny. Mm. It's funny because Kyle Phillips is the one that I, I turned him on. He I, did. He 100% yeah. did, and I absolutely love everything about the film. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't think you can go wrong here with a lot of these guys. No. All of these wide receivers here there you would go. be wonderful selections. Every single one of them. <sighs> so now the question is, is just which one? Which gentleman are, are you leaning towards? Are you leaning towards the size and the speed of Tyquan Thornton? Good are thing. you leaning towards 
the the route running and the the upside, the high upside run after catch ability like Pashard mentioned and Ant mentioned with Danny Gray, mm -hmm. or is that route running the priority? Because if the route running is the priority, you're not going to get necessarily the top end speed with Kyle Phillips or even the top end size, but a guy who can consistently get open in space, make plays, catch the ball, and he's got run after the catch ability. It's not Danny Gray levels of run after the catch ability, but but it's there. It's yeah. Now, now let me let me interject really quick. With um, Thornton only being 180 pounds, can he? Is he going to be able to take the pounding of the NFL with catches over the middle and stuff like that? Because I haven't watched him. You guys have so. With uh, with which player? Taekwon Thornton. Thornton Taekwon only Thornton. being 180 pounds, and oh. that's a bit of a concern for me. No, that's the huge concern is strength. Uh, overall, upper body strength will he be able to get off uh, press release. You know, there's a lot of questions there if, if he'll be able to do that. Early on, you would think the 49ers would be able to use him in motion, potentially put him in the slot, and then let him create that way. But you're right, there, that is a weakness. And we also don't know anything about his, how good he's going to be as a blocker. Um, mm, and that's, that's something that Kyle Shanahan really right enjoys. Yeah. So who's making this pick? Is it Aaron or is it me? I was just it curious. is Aaron. It is Aaron. Aaron's Aaron. got this one. Right this one. This is a tough one, man. This is a tough one. Hey, do this, Aaron. Go on, open up a browser tab and, and just pull up Danny Gray. It, it, it'll be easy. Uh, Taekwon Thornton she... looks is tempting to me only because you know you guys say that he's, he's you know he's got four. Was he say four two speed? Four two three, yeah. Four two three, and he's like uh, Christian Watson light, and his knock is his his route tree. Well, the route tree was the knock on DK Metcalf coming out of uh, college and as Debo, well, and and Debo Samuel. And look at both of them. So, the only difference though between the two guys you named and Taekwon Thornton is both of them are two twenty plus and physical. Right. Taekwon Thornton is one seventy seven. He weighs as much as my right leg. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty he heavy weighs, too. Yeah, my right leg. <laughs> yeah, my right leg. Yeah, I take. The people say I take. You know what's uh, bigger than him? Ah, uh, <laughs> man. You got me on Taekwon Thornton in. Uh, what what happened? Where'd the screen go? <laughs> Can you see it still? You good? Yeah. It when uh when uh Bashar talked, it like switched to his camera. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I do. I mean, was it? You guys said it was Kyle. Was it Kyle Phillips? The one he's smaller, but he's a great route runner. Is that what? Yeah. That yeah, Kyle Phillips out of UCLA. Um, yeah. And then there's Tyquan Thornton at the uh, Tyquan Thornton out of Baylor. That's the the taller, speedier, rangier guy. And then Danny Gray, who's kind of the the middle ground between the two. He's got Tyquan esque speed. While, while Aaron's thinking, give everyone a rundown of who we've picked so far. People that are joining okay. the chat want to know who we've picked so far. Correct. So uh, as of right now, chat. As of as of right now, uh, the 49ers have selected uh, themselves a, a handful of wonderful players at 105. You got Marcus Jones. We traded up from 105. Uh, we traded up from 93, excuse me, 79 to get Dylan Parham, and then at 61 we took edge rusher Nick Benito. So we've gone edge, we've gone guard, interior offensive line with Dylan Parham, and we have selected at 105 Marcus Jones and addressed the the uh, nickel corner slot. So now we're really just looking at wide receivers and filling out that wide receiver room and trying to get some speed and some uh, maybe some talent or just a guy who fits in the scheme in the system. Um, it really just comes down to what direction Aaron wants to go here. This is the tough part here. Right at the spot, there's so many options and flavors to go with yeah. this, and all of them make sense because all of them are guys that Kyle, Kyle would be salivating over. And, yeah, and the, and the chat, just so you know, Aaron, the chat is very, very heavy into Danny Gray. Yeah, so, I'm kind of leaning towards Danny Gray just because he has a little bit of both. And, uh, you know, you're right. The size of Tyquan Thornton, 180 pounds of wide receiver, especially with a team that likes to run the ball, 
that's a huge concern. And like, you know, is he going to get, is he going to be big enough when the season starts? Like, is it going to take him a couple off seasons, you know, a couple training camps, couple OTAs to get to that speed. So I'm going to go Danny Gray as well. Well played. Very well played. This is not a bad selection here. Uh, this this is an excellent <laughs> this is an excellent selection, my guy. Uh, look, doesn't want another cat man. Uh, no, no cat man. I don't like him. Oh God, don't even get me started on him. I hated him that <laughs> pick that minute they made it. Uh, I, I mean, it, look, it, it yeah. definitely didn't work out. <laughs> all can agree. He blocked me on, he blocked me on Twitter. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, hey, the was... 49ers are kind of famous for that, though, right? Because right, they liked uh, the Washington. They liked John Ross. They ended up with Dante Pettis. Then they liked uh, Nikhil Harry, and they ended up with Brandon Ayuk. Like this is something that they do. They like someone on film, and they end up transitioning to their counterpart. So it's true. Maybe they liked Reggie Robertson last year, and, and now they're like, yeah, Danny Gray's our guy. Very accurate. Could be could be the case there. Could be the case. All right, we got another pick here at one eighty seven. So we got a little bit of rolling to do here. A mm-hmm. uh, little bit of rolling to do. One eighty seven on the undercover cop. That's true. That's very true. And Bashar, you're going to be the gentleman that's on the clock. So let's take a look at a couple of things that had happened after we made our selection. First and foremost, Zach Carter went. uh, We had back-to-back edge rushers. So Zach Carter, Tyreek Smith go. Kyron Williams after that. Safety Verone McKinley out of Oregon. Kyle Phillips ends up going at 140, not too long after that. Uh, then you have some tight ends go. Another wide receiver at 148 there, Kevin solid Austin pick. Jr. Kevin Austin Jr. is a solid pick, too. Wonderful. My my draft tight end crush Ant and Grant Calcaterra goes at 145 to the Denver Broncos. They got one of my guys. Solid, solid selection there. Pierre Strong, running back, that's goes to Atlanta. At, that like is a, Pierre? Okay. That's a good one. Amari Barno uh, goes to the Fal- uh, the Seattle Seahawks there. Uh, not happy about that, Ant. Don't, don't like that. It doesn't fit their scheme, so they're going to have to figure out something special for him. But that's accurate. I mean, I, that's what I would do if I was the, the Niners and try, took him. So it's fair enough. Uh, and Frank, I do not believe Nick Cross is still available. I, I thought I seen him go way back, like right, maybe like 108 to 110, like around there. And I can try and find that out. So, Bashar, you're going to be on the clock here. It is going to be yeah, your turn. The, the guys in the chat are screaming safety, and I was still thinking about safety from before. So, you know, it's oh, definitely yeah. been Ooh, on my let's mind. Take a look what safety. round are we in? Uh, we are currently round going five. to be in round. Actually, technically, it's, it's round six. six? Okay. Round six okay. at this point. So 187, uh, round six. Uh, safety options that are available. Tyson Anderson here. Uh, JT Woods as well at a Baylor. Uh, Percy Butler. Smoke Monday. I know it. Smoke Monday. I want all the smoke. Adam Auburn uh, and Brad Hawkins out of, Mi- uh, Brad Hawkins out of Michigan are the guys that are in the top 200 uh, right around where we're going to be sitting at right now. So we're at pick 187. These are your safety options. Um any anyone that stand out here, Aaron or Bashar, that, that you're you're liking, or you maybe want Bashar to be going after or looking at? Or yeah, you guys would position? have to, to, to um pit, to pitch me on these guys because Smoke Monday is the only name I really really recognize on this, and I'm not sure if those other guys above him are any better, or, or maybe we could just wait around and get a guy like Smoke in another round. I don't know if it's if it's worth making that risk though. Yeah, you could get Smoke later. That's for sure. Possibly. Possibly, it is possible. Is there? Is this? Is, do you like what you're seeing here, Aaron? Or is there another name or another position you want to be taking a look at? Maybe safety seems like the most. I mean, at this point in the draft, if you're drafting a safety, he's going to be depth. Uh, at this point, so to me, and plus, you know, looking at the draft <laughs> this year, my uh, familiarity with a lot of these guys is <laughs> next to. Next to nil, I know the chat's going to be like, "Why is he on here?" But uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, mm, safety. I mean, we we covered. Let's see, we got we covered the slot corner, we covered guard, we drafted an edge wide receiver. We've we got an edge as well. 
Yeah, can safety you look at would best be... available, Alex? Absolutely, I can look at best available as well. <laughs> okay, because I see some guys right off the bat that they're not safeties, but right away you have guys that fit the 49ers scheme that you could go with. Um, you Of course, you have Ty Chandler down there at the bottom with 4.38 speed. That's a running back you could be interested in. JT Woods is the, the next safety, potentially. Um, but go back up to the top because there's two guys up there. Noah what about Ellis, Derek Deese Jr.? Lineman. Derek Deese Jr., I don't think thing. he makes the 49ers roster. I mean, I just don't think he's good enough to beat out Dwelly, uh, Charlie Warner, and, of course, George Kittle. And and for me, too, at the tight end spot, after about Grant Calcaterra, we start to get to a point where the guys that are coming in after that, th those are guys who I'm not sure, I'm not convinced can beat somebody. And Ant and I differ it's just on Calcaterra. Oh, yeah, and I differ on Galcaterra in terms of can he beat out some of the other guys that are on the roster just because he's weak as a as a block blocking option and very talented as a receiving option as a receiving tight end sort of uh, threat for any team that that drafts him. Um, so after that, after that, and he's ranked like one in the one forties, I think somewhere in there one forty five. After that, the tight end room just gets a little. It gets a little soft. It, it I just, feel it like just, halfback just, would be your best option at this point in the draft because. I mean, we got Elijah Mitchell in the sixth round last year, right? And yeah. it's best player available. Uh, I mean, look, look I, I mean, Bashar, I, I, Ant just gave you a list of names. I'm just going to come out and say it because this is one of, this is a, a running back that every day that I watch, every day that I watch him, I fall a little bit more in love with him. And that's Tyson Chandler in North Carolina. He's got the 439 speed. Um, he, he's got top end, top end type talent. He can kind of fill that void. Of Raheem Mostert in terms of the outside mm. zone running ability. It is not the same as Raheem Mostert. He's not Raheem Mostert. No, no, he's not Raheem he Mostert. He can't fill the role of Raheem he Mostert. He can't fill the whole no. of Raheem Mostert, but what he can do is improve your third down running back room immediately yeah. right now. Take someone like Jamichael Hasty and make him expendable uh, right. and, and give you some uh, additional things and be able to run the outside zone fairly well. This is a guy who's a very much an outside zone runner. He does have some patience as well. He can run between the tackles. This isn't an Elijah Mitchell level talent. But this immediately improves the running back room the minute you draft him. Yeah, he becomes a better third down back. That's not that's not the case, right? He could potentially beat out Jamichael Hasty because he has the four three nine speed. He has that ability. If you're going running back, I mean, though, I would want to go for the best all around running back, not one that's pigeonholed in that you know potential spot because you could get somebody that has a lot of speed later because Isaiah Pacheco is still going to be on the board potentially. And if sure. Pacheco is still on the board later, you could potentially you know, draft him in the sixth round, the seventh round. You don't have to do that if you want. You can sign him as an undrafted free agent, and he will fit that. A 4-3-7 guy in the combine. Um, so that is something you look at. I would go to Jacondre White if I was going running back, though. I like what he does. Six foot one, you know, over 215 pounds, can catch the ball in the backfield. A big physical running back would eventually be a replacement for Jeff Wilson Jr. Now, it would mean that you're adding a similar player that Elijah Mitchell would be your speed guy and that he would be the opposite guy. But it would it would ensure you in case Trey Sermon doesn't work out. He's a cut-and-go guy, elusive in space. That's where I would go. But I like the Ty Chandler move as well, so I'm not going to hate on that either. Fair enough. But Fair I had enough. I had to go ahead and throw some throw some salt on you a little well, bit. Well, it's, it's true. But yeah. listen, if, if Bashar, if you're set on safety, uh, you know, of the guys that are available there, JT Woods is probably the one that makes the most sense. If you do want to go safety, um, the one I think that would translate best and in, in best into the scheme with the guys that are available. Yeah, and and people are throwing out as well. Uh, Jerry on Ely as a speedster later on in the draft is a potential guy as well. Correct, and we still got pick two twenty, two twenty one, and two fifty two. Yeah, that's a lot. So I mean, do we want it? Do we? I mean, do we have to go running back? 
That's the decision to make from the GM. It's true. GM Bashar, what are you thinking? What are you feeling? Pierre Strong go in the previous round. Oh, uh, yeah, this, yeah, it, it, it kind of bother yeah. me. So, because I've, I've watched a, a good amount of that guy, and mainly not just because Raheem Mostert left, but I was like, okay, not saying that he's Raheem Mostert because there's no, you know, Raheem Mostert runs outside zone probably better than anybody out there. But as far as the guys I saw coming out of college, Pierre Strong looked pretty good to me. Now, if you can tell me that this guy Tyson Chandler might be the next best thing or, you know, available in this round, it, it sounds like something I'd go for. So, um, Look, I, I I will I will say it till I'm blue in the face. I, I absolutely love a lot of the things this guy does. I think this guy can can eventually kind of work himself into a rotational role with the team. I don't know if he'll ever be an RB one type of you know workhorse back. But if you're the Niners, you don't need that. You don't need a workhorse back. You just want to improve the room, right? You just want a better room than having to rely on Jermichael Hasty to be your third down back in space. And not running Debo through the tackles and right. <laughs> yeah. Jermichael Hasty is definitely not on my favorites list for sure. Yeah. I think those <laughs> other safeties that we saw are going to probably going to be available at 220. So let, let's, let's get this guy Chandler right now. All right. I like yeah. it. I like the selection there. My guy Tyson Chandler, it is there at 187. We've now addressed running back as well. And JT Woods went off the board immediately after that at 188. To the Jacksonville Jaguars. Solid pick. So they take themselves a safety. Uh, Daniel Bellinger, a tight end uh, at a San Diego State. Not a bad option there either. At, uh, and then Cade Mays to Tennessee. Uh, let's see. We're rolling to, to 220. Rolling to 220. Nice. Uh, unless, of course, Aaron or Bashar, even if you want to make the pitch for Aaron, uh, do you guys want to move up? Here's the question Do you guys want to pick Mr. Irrelevant at 262? No. <laughs> Mr. Irrelevant. <laughs> I, feel like no the, on Mr. I feel like we should just blow it all on this next one and try to get somebody that can fill a need. Okay. So one, do you want to, where do you want to come up? I guess is the real question. Then you want to try and come up around 192. Uh, do you want to try and come up to 194? What are you thinking? This would be you GM Aaron. This one, this one's all you might come up to 195, 195. Oh, the chargers again. I like it. And he's char- he's ta- he's targeting the Chargers. They were suckers the last time. They were suckers the last time. I don't blame them. Uh, so 195 there. We'd be giving up probably 220, 221. You want to try and get 252 as well. And we might have to give up one more pick. Let's do a seventh uh, in 2023. A seventh in 2023. It is my guy. Uh, so we're going to give up uh, 220, 221. 262, Mr. Irrelevant, and a round seven in 2023 for pick 195. Uh, did it, did it, did it not? It, it did not, t- it did not take. It didn't take. It did they, take. they picked up smoke too. That made me mad. <laughs> oh, they, they, they picked up smoke Monday. So we could try 200 there with the Patriots and, and let's, do a very similar thing there. Let's do two, let's do 200 with the Patriots. Okay. Try to bamboozle the them. Patriots. <laughs> and what are you giving up? Uh, 220, 221. Uh, 252 and a seventh next year. They're giving up all that to move up 20 spots. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm pounding the table. <laughs> like, so let's take it. You do. Let's so take away the, the let's take away the seventh. From the, ship at this not, somebody said, let's I'm draft questioning my GM. I can't let this happen. All right. So what do you want to give up then to move up to 200? Ed, or do you want to just sit pat? I'm not saying don't trade up. I'm just wondering why you're giving up all that capital. I get given up the seventh round pick, but you're moving up 20 spots, not 40 spots. Okay. <laughs> It does help okay. Let's take away the seventh in 2022. Or okay, 23. In, in 2023. Okay. So you want to do 222, 21, and 252? Hmm. 
let's keep Mr. Irrelevant. And we'll go with... Keep keep Mr. Irrelevant uh, and go just 2020 to pick 220 to pick 221? Yeah. I'm not the general manager. Okay. Uh, I, was, I, I, would, I would not do this, but I'm not the general manager. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, let's let's see. We're going to offer this up. We'll see what happens. They declined said pick. They declined the trade. So they declined the trade at 200 there. Yeah. They don't want to move back 20 spots. So I think the best option then would be to stay where we are and make a pick. I just Fair don't enough. think it's – I just don't think it's – I mean, <laughs> especially at this point in the draft. I think – I know because – once you get into the what the seventh round, Mister Irrelevant, it's like to me, it's yeah. whatever at that point. Well, to be and, honest and with the you, ni- the Niners have been very good with undrafted guys. So maybe there's a guy sitting there. At the they back are end very, that- very good at undrafted free agents. That's I, unbelievable. True. So we'll let this thing roll through a little bit here. We'll let it get to to two twenty. We're gonna have back to back picks here Ooh, at two twenty uh, and two twenty one. Uh, and let's let's see here. Uh, let me get the uh, best available players up on the board. And oh my goodness, all gracious almighty! In that late round, I remember. Oh my goodness, gracious almighty! There's Matt Arias out of San Diego State, just sitting there. He's just sitting there. But there's some good names here. There's actually some really good names and some there's and some safety. options here. Uh, there's a safety, Brad Hawkins out of Michigan. Uh, you also have Jalen Naylor out of Michigan State. Uh, there there are some interesting gentlemen here. No relation uh, to Jesse Naylor. What, what are you guys thinking? What do you, no. what are we, what are we, what are we feeling here? No, no, no relation to Jesse Naylor. What are we feeling here? Uh, and is there anything that you're liking here? Oh, I'll, this is when you get to this spot, you're looking for guys that would have elite traits. Um, so that's what I want to find. I want to find someone that's really fast, someone that can improve the, you know, improve the team somehow. So you're looking for someone that has an elite trait. Uh, Jalen Naylor's a solid receiver. Um, maybe potentially that could be one, but I don't see an elite trait there. So I wouldn't go there, but go down the list. Let's see. Cause I don't really care what these rankings say. I want to find players you know, that potentially could help um, make a big-time plays for your team. Uh, Fry Fogel has elite height, potentially. Uh, keep going. There's Dij- There's Dixon. Um, wow, we're really getting down there, aren't we? We're starting to. Oh, you know, yeah. Oh, Kalen Barnes. Okay, I'm going to pitch us getting a corner right now. And Kalen Barnes, elite speed, another 4-2 guy. Some of this got to develop, but we're looking to improve the cornerback room. Uh, so you draft a guy that can potentially develop, maybe take over for Dante Johnson or, you know, one of those guys, Darquez Denard, uh, on your roster. But uh, I think you're looking for traits. And right now he's the one I've seen so far that has an elite trait that I'd be interested in. Fair, fair. Bashar, is there any any names that you've been seeing or that you're looking at or maybe a position you want me to pull up uh, to try and make a pitch here? For, uh, to, for you to make Naylor a pitch. Seen, to GM in. Like I said, we, it wouldn't really make sense to go wide receiver right now. My question is not that I want to draft a punter because I really don't, but is this punter right here um, better than you don't do it at 220? You don't you do don't, it at 220. Yeah, you don't, you'll okay. pick 221. Would you do that? Oh, so you do it at 221, but not 220. Wait, <laughs> let me save my 221 pitch for 221. Let me save my 221 pitch for 221. To quote, um, right, to quote, to quote Will, Mark Willard from 95.7 on the Willard and Dib show, they, they had this little little thing. They, they sing the song and they go, Oh, I got 95, I got 99 problems and a Mitch ain't one. You know, so, <laughs> Mitch I don't, not saying that I think Mitch Wisnowski is that really that great or anything. Oh, he's I was just saying I was or one of those guys an upgrade. I wouldn't mind an upgrade. Hey, uh, maybe 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 they are. I, I'm not going to make the pitch there at at 220. I won't. I'm thinking won't safety because we we didn't do it earlier. But I don't. I don't. The only thing is I don't know much about this Hopkins guys. I saw his name jumped up jump up on the mocks I was doing, but I just don't know much about him. Uh, look, I, I'm not gonna make the pitch. I wouldn't. I I personally am not gonna make the pitch for Hawkins. I think at this point, with the the selections that we've made, um, it's pr- pretty obvious that they're the guys that were available and on the board we liked a lot better than potentially some of the safety options, right? So I, I wouldn't. 
I wouldn't make the pitch there in, in that case for, for a guy like that. I, I think you're looking for someone like Ant said with, with elite traits. I think you're looking for someone uh, that can do certain things and add something uh, to the table for, for your team. That's that's what you're looking for. Um, I, I can't knock his Kalen Barnes pitch at all because it is a fantastic pitch. It's a phenomenal pitch. Um, it's a pitch for a guy that has an elite skill set and speed that you just can't teach at the NFL level. And yeah, there's some development there, but the Niners have already shown that they'll draft and go after and develop uh, guys like that and, and will do different things. Um, look, though, what I will do, Ant, is make the pitch for Connor Hayward, for our boy Gary in the chat, who absolutely loves Connor Hayward out of Michigan. Now, here's the only thing. I heard a lot about you could Hayward, probably yeah. get this guy at Mr. Irrelevant. Mr. Irrelevant pick. So he will probably still be available there at 262. But again, someone who whose elite trait is utility. He can be used in a variety of different yeah. ways. There, you go. there is no one else in the draft that has the versatility that this guy has. Tight end, he can kick return. He would be a monster on special teams. Um, he would also be a guy who could play tight end, also roll in and slide in and play fullback if you need him to, and it's sort of an H-back slot. Kind of like so, a Delaney Walker, a poor man's Delaney Walker. Yeah. There you go. I mean, that, that's a that's a good that's a good comparison there. But because you can get him later, I have to roll with Ant here on the Kalen Barnes just because of the speed. That elite right. speed, you can't teach that. Uh, and that also means that it, when he does get toasted and beat at times when he has to go in, he can make up. He has makeup speed. You don't even have to worry okay. about that. You guys speed. sold me on this guy because he said he has that, an elite trait, and these other guys, obviously, when you're drafting this low, normally they don't. So, um, and we need help in the DB. You know, we're just in the whole DB, you know, room in general. So, I, although he's not a safety, you know, I, I definitely like what I hear from you guys. What you guys are telling me about this Kalen Barnes guy from Baylor. Fair, a fair. GM Aaron, what are you thinking? I agree. Speed. Speed. It is my guy. Can't teach speed. Nope. Can't t- you really can't. You can't teach you can't. it. And you just got a lot faster in the last two picks. The running back room and now the cornerback room. So you, at least you've added that potentially special teams as well. You can Kalen Barnes, a, a gunner potentially. Um, that could be a way for him to carve out a route on the on the team and make the team right away. You're not wrong. And look, GM Bashar, we got two twenty one. We're picking right away again. And listen, uh there are a lot of names. There's a lot of things that you could do here. There's a lot of other people that you could go after, but I'm not even gonna scroll off of the first page here. At 183, you have Matt Ariaza. Aaron talked about it. He doesn't like Mitch Wisnowski. He doesn't have the field-flipping ability. But you know what Matt Ariaza has? He has field-flipping ability. He's bombing 70-yard punts. This is one of the strongest leg kickers, punters, coming out of a draft in some time. This kid is special. He's got a leg. You could draft this guy in. You could bring (laughs) this guy in. And if he were somehow able to supersede, and he could, he could supersede and replace Mitch Wisnowski. You could cut and get off that contract and be rolling with a rookie kicker, rookie punter in the sixth round. Back back in the sixth round. I, I'm I'm down for this here at, at, at 221. Well, I'm I, down can't, for I can't kick it with you. You can't kick it with no, me. No, I'm, I'm not down to punt this one. What is, why are you punting this kick away? There's other players on here that you can get. Um, that have you're talking about impact players. This guy could be your starting punter this year. Yeah, you know what an impact would be? Isaiah Pacheco. You had Ty oh. Chandler, but you have no guarantee that he's going to be that guy. Niners doubled up on running backs last year. You could do that. Also, you look at some of the other players that are on here. You talk about the the safety from Michigan. Very good player. Played under Jim Harbaugh, which means he understands pro concepts, coverage concepts, can play in the box. Potentially, that's a way to go as well. I can't go with you on the kicker, but I understand where you're coming from. But I'm not ready to move on from Mitch. I'm not like, oh, how much money are you saving going from a fourth to a sixth-round pick? I mean, you're you're saving... Pennies, hundred, pennies on the dollar. Come on, come on. And, unless you know for sure, Arias is going to be a, a much improved player. I know he can I'm, I'm, looking, the field. I'm looking for something else. I, I know that when Trey struggles and has some times where he misses on some things early downs, yeah, inside the ten, you that Arias can get you 
on the other you side know what of the field. Trey not struggle is having a running back like Isaiah Pacheco, Maybe. who's 213 pounds but still runs a 437 and can get after it in Maybe. a big way. Uh, then short fields are already there. Mitch Wisnowski can pin people back. There you go. <laughs> but Pacheco already got, got drafted, right? Is that correct? No, no, he's, he's available. available. Yeah. Oh, he's available. So that, he well, we would be doubling up our running backs. I get that. And we draft. We, do, we still have Sherman in the mix. Um, you know, we still have Elijah Mitchell. Obviously, we do have a lot of running backs. You're right. Um, True. Just arise. I don't know. I'm kind of thinking and, Hawkins. And you also, you also, I, you I I mean, listen, here's the thing, and this is why I I didn't make the pitch for Hawkins there because I, I did like Kalen Barnes' upside a lot more than Hawkins, but with Kalen Barnes now in your room and you have him there, uh, Hawkins did play in a in a Harbaugh scheme, right? A defensive scheme that is pro-level ready. So he's going to understand pro concepts. There's going to be less of a learning curve. Um, it's really just a matter of where does he slot in and what can he do for you this year. Um, but at this point, when you're picking at 221, right, that's what you're getting. You're getting guys who have some things, some positive things about them, but have some work to do and develop as well. Yeah, I mean, I had to pull up um Hawkins' um bio, <laughs> his draft report, and I, I'll say let's take a flyer on the guy. Let's let's go, Brad Hawkins. Maybe, you know, some somebody to challenge Hufanga, and you know, made the best guy win. That's how I look at it. Best safety win. Well, but yeah, potentially Brad Hawkins' role to make the roster too could be special teams. True. Um, they Which do have some good, good special team safeties, but uh, Hawkins that would be a a role that he could fill. So when you're getting into late rounds, you want elite traits and guys that can help you on special teams with a focus on special teams. There you go. Even though Alex was trying to pitch the ultimate special teamer, try right. in a. Punter. I think he'll be available I mean, at this last pick. Wouldn't he? You don't understand though. I hate Mitch Wisnowski so much. Uh, <laughs> hey, listen. I've never seen one guy that pitch. looks so. Okay, he got drafted. Ariaza got drafted. Ariaza. Aaron, if you had been making, if you had been the guy there, we may have ended up with Matt Ariaza. Oh, uh, I would have drafted punter for sure. Aaron, there we go. But listen, we got two sixty-two now. We got Mister Irrelevant, and there are a lot of options. There's a lot of ways we could go. <laughs> um, Bashar, is there any any position or anything that you're looking at here? I'm gonna try and slow scroll through this here. There's the Connor Hayward gentleman that I had mentioned as well. Uh, there, there's a, a lot of potential names here, Ooh. and I think I know. Ooh. I think I know what you're going to do. Do you? I, I think I do. I don't know if you do. Oh, you don't. Oh, you don't think so? What, okay. what do you think? No, I mean, listen. If if I was a betting man, I'd say you're gonna be going Dustin Crum here. I, I do like Dustin Crum, but no, I'm not going Dustin Crum. I see the name on there. I couldn't believe it was still on there. Ooh, Brock Purdy? Is it no Kyron Johnson, Johnson out of Kansas? Out of oh, Angela, the edge rusher. Um, he's he's got a lot of abilities. He's got a quick first step. I'm like, oh, edge rusher. I know you're gonna pitch Connor Hayward. I like Connor Hayward a lot. I'm actually but, not here. Oh wow, yeah, because I saw Kyron Johnson. I was really surprised he's still on the board. And we know how the 49ers value edge rushers. Uh, thanks to John Chapman, I know they've actually met with eight edge rushers during the offseason. Uh, yeah. So mm -hmm. we only drafted one. You never know. Never know. But Kick the tires on this one, maybe. You also could go after Andrew Stuber. You just want a Michigan guy. You just want a Michigan prospect. You could go Stuber, a guy who has the flexibility to potentially move inside as well. He is a, in terms of a he's guy, a guard. He's, a guy, he's a guy who played tackle, but he's truly a guard. Uh, talk about something that literally fits the mold of what Kyle Shanahan and this whole front office, right? John Lynch, the scouting department. These are the type of things that they look for. And I see JL in the chat talking about uh, Iowa State tight end Allen. Uh, Iowa State tight end Allen as well is, is a possibility. He's got some upside there and some some possibility there. Uh, Chase Allen. There's also Austin Allen out of Nebraska who's got a little bit more size. Um, there, and there's slow. A, he is super slow, though. I mean, he is, he is dummy slow. Uh, super slow. And he actually makes me look somewhat fast, which is kind of impressive. I don't know what he ran, but... I, mean... I think it was like a 4.7 or a 4... It was a high 4.7 or a oh. 4... Mid four eights. Well, that's good. He's like, Make he's him like a, a tenth of a second faster than I was. So there you go. <laughs> so there's, there's that. 
Um, what what are you feeling here, Mr. Aaron, for Mr. Irrelevant? What do you what are you? I, what, he, what? I have been I have been sold on readdressing Edge at this point in the draft because um I feel like the Niners can never have enough. And I feel like they can never have enough pass rush. Um that's the way they build their team. Like uh Bashar was saying, you know, the Niners and because he played offensive line, playing from the inside out. Uh, that's how the Niners have built this team pretty much. They've built, you know, from offensive defensive line mainly defensive line. I, I can't I can't have enough guys that can rush the passer. Um, Nick Bosa needs help. I feel like Nick Bosa at times last year was the only guy that... I mean, the Niners were good, but, I mean, there's games where Bosa looks like he, he just ran, you know... He, he, was, he was looking rough. In so. the Cowboys game, he had he had success, but at times he was getting beat up by those gigantic ma- mammoths. And, yeah, he, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't looking good at times, but... Because I'm all about bringing waves of pass rush. The more waves you can bring, the better. You know, if you can have a rotation where you bring in two, three waves of guys, why not go edge again at this pick? I don't hate this here. I, I really don't. I don't hate this as much as I would like to pitch for somebody else. If this is the route you want to go, Kyron Johnson here, I'm stunned that he's on the board here. Yeah, and look, let's just say what the chat is saying right now, right? We've seen Stuber. Um, we're seeing edge rushers potentially a way to go. Now Jay Ellie's throwing out there Pacheco. No border sports saying go safety, which yeah. we already addressed. We just went, yeah, we just went safety. So there's that. Um, so and, and then you got uh, you know, uh, guys are going all the way kind of around in the chat, but I I, I would still go Kalen. Or I mean not sorry, um Kyron. Yeah, I like him a lot. There you go. Aaron, what are you thinking? Kyron Johnson, it is. Ooh, I like that. Kyron Johnson, it is. Uh that is the selection there. Oh. Got to watch some senior bowl of him too. Uh, watch the practices, Aaron. Some really good stuff with him going to get some good uh, good guys. And even though he's a little bit smaller and he's got some development to go, his long arm is pretty good. So it's it's he's definitely someone that at this point would have huge value. He's not uh, Peta. Yeah. He's oh. not Peta Small, right? You know the guy at the Niners drafted a couple years ago that could never no. make the team. No, Peta Tomapinu. Yeah, think of like uh, think of like Alex Barrett. Like that's what he kind of looks like. You know, where he's a little okay. bit slimmer. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what he looks like. So, I mean, potentially, he could be that replacement on the practice squad for Alex Barrett. You're younger. That's a little bit cheaper uh, if he didn't make the roster. But he's got some good coaches there to be able to teach him. So, you never know. Very true. Uh, and look, guys, what a draft here. What an incredible mock draft here. Uh, and Nick Benito there uh, at 61, the trade up to 79 to select Dylan Parham. You grabbed Marcus Jones as well at 105. Danny Gray at 134. I love the F wow. grade. Thank you. We've got yeah, the F for I Danny know. Gray. I love it. <laughs> I, I hate that. I absolutely hate that. They don't. They, in a lot of places, don't put him very high. They do not value oh, yeah, him very high. That. But here's the thing. The Niners met with him, and not only that, there are people now that are starting to mock and put him at, in, in situations where he could potentially go in the fourth round in some places. There's a some, B-plus grade draft is beautiful. Yeah, I'll yeah, take the B-plus. Yeah, Absolutely. And, I mean, that's the thing, right? I mean, you, you can't go by all their, their rankings. Like Danny Gray have a third-round grade on. So where we took him in the fourth round is a, is a bang-up selection as far as I'm concerned. But I see a lot of the potential, uh, you know, what he could do in Kyle Shanahan's offense. And a lot of times when they're grading these guys, they're not grading them on scheme fit. You know what I mean? They're only grading them on what potentially they do, their measurables and how they played at SMU. But putting them in a different situation, they're going to play so much better um, just getting their skill sets involved in what Kyle wants to do with them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, g- gentlemen, how do you feel? How do you feel about uh, your not only your first war room, but but the, the group you, you just selected? Because the two of you are the ones who had to pull the trigger. You The pressure's yeah. on you, and you did it. How are you feeling about this group? I feel I'm like we've addressed... Better. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. 
I'll just say I'm feeling good. Um, I just think we covered a lot of needs and that every now and then we kind of jumped, jumped up and got a little, got, got somebody that we, that was kind of a little bit of above need, but more of like a want pick. But at the end of the day, you know, there were some guys that we, we took that we didn't think were going to be available in certain spots. And that's what we did. So. I think it's important to, you know, it's hard, it's hard sometimes because you, you don't want to draft for need because I feel like you reach, but at the same time, best player available, like I, you're, you're kind of caught. I, I feel like the Niners like going edge with their first pick, they, it's something that they need. And I feel like if he is the best guy out there, the most, you know, all, like you said, it's all about elite traits, then you have to make that move. So uh, a B plus overall grade in the draft. I think that's fantastic. Like you said, Bashar said, we nailed a lot of key areas that we needed on our team. And uh, remember, the Niners are boss level uh, good when it comes to undrafted free agents. So they wouldn't even be done. They'd still have work to do. Yeah, and potentially there's a lot of guys, Connor Hayward, Isaiah Pacheco, um, running back, you know, or slash like Hayward could play tight end, running back, H-back, lots of potential there. There's lots of players, not to mention all the linebackers and safeties they could potentially bring in as undrafted free agents, right, Aaron? Or um, they're one of the best also. teams to do it. Quarterback as well. I mean, they could they yeah. could add to that room and depth. I mean, I don't think, I don't know if there's anyone here that truly believes Jeremy Garoppolo will still be sticking around through most of the season. I think at some uh, point we all expect him to not be around, which means at this point you'd be looking at Trey Lance and Nate Sudfeld, which means there's got to be another name that they may look at and, you know, undrafted free agent options UDFA. are definitely a possibility. Derek King, Dustin Crum, especially if they're all still there, are all options that I just could look at. Derek King would make a lot of sense just because of the mobility. And he could make sense playing a non-quarterback position. True. Uh, Derek King has a lot of ability there as the quarterback, and I think he could transition to running back, potentially slot receiver, could be somebody that you're looking to develop. Um, so he's somebody to keep an eye on just in a multitude of ways. Very true. Very, very true. Look, gentlemen, we cannot thank you enough for coming on for the second episode, the second edition ever of 49ers War Room. An absolutely stacked draft with some solid selections, both early and late. Oh, some yeah. uh, some aggressive plays and moving up, which I always love to see because the more we can pick in the top 150, the better for the San Francisco 49ers, in my opinion. Uh, but Aaron, let everyone know where they can find you one last time. Uh, 49ers First Takes on YouTube. Uh, 49ers First Takes Twitter, Instagram. Uh, my Facebook's pretty much just me. I do post 49ers First Takes stuff. I used to do the uh, the Facebook streams, but no one watched off of Facebook, so I'm just like, that was pointless. Um, so, yeah, that, that's where you can find me. I do, like I said, I do a lot of collab. I, I really enjoy collaboration, especially in the offseason. Um, I try to regularly uh, collab with guys like uh, either John, Ch uh, not, not John Chapman, uh, Jesse Naylor or... Uh, Jack Hammer. Jack Hammer were definitely... Guys, uh, I haven't I haven't streamed with Rob Shoe in a while, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm big on the collaboration, especially in the off season and in the regular season. I do a lot of post game stuff as much as I can. Um, uh, yeah, it's and like I do breaking news whenever something happens. If I'm able to get a video up, I'll definitely keep everybody uh, up, you know, up to date on everything that's going on. Um, I would love to have you guys on at some point. Um, I know I'm not big on trying to, you know, pump my chest about my own channel and someone else's stream, but I would definitely you guys seem really knowledgeable, especially about the draft. So if that's ever a possibility, please let me know. <laughs> Come course, on, Aaron. Yeah. Nobody grinds harder than you do. 
<laughs> hey, listen, listen, man, we would absolutely love mm-hmm. that. So we could definitely hook up and connect and, and talk about that. And hey, listen, we, we cannot thank you enough. It's great to have you on for the for the very first time, Aaron. Thank and you. Bashar, you as well, my guy. And let everyone know where they can find you and, and 49ers Minded. Oh, yeah. So 49er Minded. Um, it's funny that you pluralize it because one of my other friends does that, but it's okay. I'm like, I, I do all the time. It's because I'm know, used to saying 49ers. It, it, just, it just, I just laugh at those things. Man. I don't know it why I find it funny. I, I'm glad to finally be on here because I've watched you guys for a long time and you guys are very entertaining but extremely knowledgeable yeah. you guys both have the coaching background and i listen listen to you guys sometimes like okay i know the game but these guys are saying things i'm i didn't look at it in that perspective so i, right. I, I totally learn from you guys i get entertained and i do learn at the same time so i'm happy to have you guys to be on here with you guys for once it's been a whole lot of fun but catch me on 49 mind on youtube again you can follow my instagram 49 minded my twitter i'm more active on my twitter more so than anything else but i do have a 49 minded facebook group where i do welcome other content creators posting their stuff on there and um it's a lot of fun and oh yeah so if subscribe to my channel but also subscribe to no border sports because i do um some collabs on there with the hip-hop show chill at the spot and sometimes we do it on my channel too so if you guys are hip-hop aficionados and want to listen to us talk about music and feel free to jump on and check us out yeah, definitely. And I appreciate both of you guys coming on. And I look forward to working with both of you in the future. Uh, you guys did an absolutely great job today. And um, I think we can have a lot of conversations about a lot of different things, not just the draft. So I'd be looking forward to definitely working with you guys again because it's a, a lot of fun. Yeah, you guys, you get, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, who's the one that makes the beats out of you guys? Because I know somebody threw in the 49er minded soundbite into your little music. And I know one of you guys knows how to make beats, but I don't know which one it is, though. That that was that was me. I did that. Okay, good job that with one. that. Oh that yeah, one. from the alley oop to Keysar to the glory days at the stick. From who's literally, got it better than us? Literally to all this guy. Brick. <laughs> literally all that guy there over there. Um, as a uh, is it Baymac? Baymac would say left left nut, and I'm and I'm right. That's what he says. That's yeah. what he that's what he says. So that would be that gentleman over there. Uh, look, man. Hey, we, job, we man. cannot thank you guys enough, and Thanks. we're both we're looking forward to be able to to do more stuff with you guys, collab with you guys, come on, have you guys on, etc., and have a bunch of fun conversations. That's what the channel is about. That's what we're trying to do is have more and more conversations with more and more, not just forty nine content creators, but more of the faithful as well, more fans, more perspectives, more ways to look at this team, more ways to break this team down because there isn't just one way to do it, right? There's tons of ways to to slice this cat up and look at this San Francisco forty nine ers roster and how they're building it going forward. Today was a lot of fun, though. It was a lot of fun having both of you guys on, both perspectives as well. And Cutback Crew, if you enjoyed, make sure you go give them some love. Not only like this video, but go give them some love. Give them some subscribes. Uh, Head on over there. Show some love in their chats as well uh, because they are putting out content. They are grinding just as much as we are. All the 49er content creators right now are pumping it out, and I absolutely love to see it. Uh, And look, if you want more Cutback Crew after this, stick around. Come on over if you're a channel member or if you're not a channel member yet. You can join the channel right now because we're going to have 49ers War Room Aftermath where Ant and I are going to go through and talk about with you, the Cutback Crew, what just happened, this draft itself, and have some fun conversations. So, gentlemen, wonderful to have you both on. Thank you again for your time. And cut back crew. Until the next one, stay safe. And remember the right way is, is always the 49ers way. You subscribed, but are you a channel member? You probably should be. You get extra additional content, Madden gameplays, you get early access to tons of different videos, as well as, uh, as well as what do we call those things again? Oh, that's right live membership only live streams that's right only for members only for you you get all of our time and uh not just football ant yeah lots of other stuff as well so go ahead and click the join button right now and join the 49ers cutback crew get some cool emojis also oh yeah that as well